0: Happy holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, grace and peace to you from God. Let us pray. God of faithful surprises throughout the ages you have made known you you, your love and power in unexpected ways and places may we daily perceive the joy and wonder of your abiding presence and our and offer our lives in gratitude for our redemption amen be seated please so many experience violence. God lights a candle of peace in our hearts. We wait together for a Savior who will be Emmanuel, Christ the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. But in those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one, this is, uh, the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, uh, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated, please. I'll say good afternoon to you. When they were trying to discover if life ever existed on Mars, the first thing they looked for was water. We cannot imagine life existing without water. In his early days, the poet W.H. Auden wrote, We must love one another or die. At a later, more cynical time, he wrote, Thousands have lived without love, not one without water it's not surprising that God would use water for the initiation rite into the new life that we find in Jesus Christ. The novel, Gilead, is a letter that the old Presbyterian pastor John, uh, John Ames is writing to his young son to be read when his son is old enough to understand. He quotes the theologian Ludwig Fuhrerbach. I can never say it right. Ludwig Furerbach. Water is the purest, clearest of liquids. In virtue of this, its natural character, it is the image of the spotless nature of the divine spirit. In short, water has a significance in itself. As water, it is on account of its natural quality that it is consecrated and selected as the vehicle of the Holy Spirit. So far, there lies at the foundation of baptism a beautiful, profound, natural significance. That mention of Führerbach and joy reminded me of something I saw early one morning a few years ago. "'as I was walking up to the church. "'There was a young couple strolling along "'half a block ahead of me. "'The sun had come up brilliantly after a heavy rain, "'and the trees were glistening and very wet. "'On some impulse, plain exuberance, I suppose, "'the fellow jumped up and caught hold of a branch, "'and a storm of luminous water "'came pouring down on the two of them. "'And they laughed and took off running, "'the girl sweeping water off her hair and her dress "'as if she were a bit disgusted. "'But she wasn't. "'It was a beautiful thing to see,' like something from a myth. I don't know why I thought of that now, except perhaps because it is easy to believe in such moments that water was made primarily for blessing and only secondarily for growing vegetables or doing the wash. I wish I had paid more attention to it. From John Ames in the novel, Gilead. And today I want to talk to you about the blessing of the water of baptism. baptism is a sign and commitment to new life from Matthew 3 verse 1 through 6 in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near this is he who has spoken of, the, of, 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 of through the prophet Isaiah this he who ha- was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah a voice of one calling in the wilderness make straight paths for him excuse me a voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord make straight paths for him John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan in the Jordan River. Now, baptism is a picture of starting a new life, of of turning over a new leaf. The very few times that I have attempted to play golf, and that's a very few times, the guys I played with were very gracious, and if you completely flubbed a shot, they would grant me a mulligan. A, a do-over, if you will, without counting the previous shot on your score. The amazing thing about God is that he allows mulligans. When we realize that we we've really flubbed up our attempt or flubbed our attempt at life, he allows us to start again, and he doesn't hold our last attempt against us. Baptism is a sign that we want to get a restart in life. We are saying that The person that we once were is not who we want to be. And the way that we used to live is not the way we want to live now. Baptism is a powerful image because it is an image of death, burial, and resurrection. We are saying that our old way of living is dead. And we are leaving it in the watery grave as we come back out into new life. This is what the people were saying as they came to John to be baptized. We want to start again. We have not been living for God, and now we want to live for Him. The funny thing is that Jesus shows up to be baptized. Baptism is an act of obedience and righteousness. From Matthew chapter three, verse thirteen through seventeen, the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from, from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, "I need to be baptized by you, and do you and do you come to me?" Jesus replied, "Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness." Then John consented. Now, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With Him I am well pleased. We believe that Jesus is the sinless Son of God, and He is the only one who has ever lived that did not need a mulligan. He did not need to repent because He had never done anything wrong. And yet, he says that he should be baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Now, that reminds me that righteousness is not just about what we don't do, it is also about what we do. There are things that God calls us to do to be righteous. He doesn't just say, Don't murder or hate, don't steal or covet lustfully. He says that there are things that we need to actively do, symbolic things like like baptism. And very earthly practical things like serving the poor loving the people he has given us and caring for his creation God cares about what we do as much as he cares about what we don't do Jesus goes and does what he doesn't need to do just to please his father it's like when a child does something for their parent that their parent would like them to do without being asked to do it except a little bit greater and God responds to Jesus in the same way as that parent does except greater. The whole trinity comes together. The spirit comes visibly on Jesus and the father shouts out, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Baptism was not the only thing that Jesus did that he did not have to do. In in, in infinitely greater Jesus died for things he did not have to die for. Isaiah says, it this way 700 years before Jesus died but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities. the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the inequity of us all you may wonder why Jesus had to die why isn't our commitment to start over again good enough why can't God just forgive us without the cross good questions. Bill Hyblis says, If you back out of your driveway into my nice, shiny new car and put a big dent in it, I would forgive you. But someone still has to pay for the dent. Jesus in his death on the cross pays for the dent that we have put in life. In baptism, we are saying that we will accept Jesus' payment for the harm that our sins have caused. We are symbolically saying that When Jesus died, our sins are on the cross with him. Christian baptism is a picture of unity with Jesus' death and resurrection. This is how the Apostle Paul puts it, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized in Christ, Jesus, were baptized into death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 7. This is amazing, rich imagery, but it is not all baptism is a picture of washing. Just as we use water to wash the grime of our bodies, God uses the water of baptism as a symbol that he is washing us clean of everything that we have ever done wrong. When Paul starts to serve Jesus, Ananias says to him, And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Peter writes to the early Christians, And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. So God takes us and cleans us up enough that we can enter into his presence, the presence of the creator and king of the universe. Our baptism is a symbol of that washing. The amazing thing is that when we wash the dirt from our bodies, The dirt goes down the drain and we forget that we were ever that dirty. God is the same way. Once he washes us clean, he treats us as if we had never been dirty before. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Baptism is an immersion into Christ. Now, baptism is a transliterated word from the Greek word that means immerse. It was the word used when a ship sank in the sea and the waters flooded every part of the ship. Baptism is a symbol that our whole life, our our whole being is in Christ. This understanding of baptism makes us realize what an act of love to God it is. Your life is like an ocean. Yes, your life is like an ocean. I want to dive in naked, lose myself in your depths. I want to be with you, to find myself in the best of dreams. Although we don't remain under the water, we remain immersed or clothed in Christ. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. We are also immersed in the spirit. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. I've had people ask, why should I have to be baptized? Isn't it enough to believe? But with this understanding of the depth and beauty of the act of baptism, how could you not want to be baptized? In fact, the apostles came at it from a different angle. They, They talked not about Requiring people to be baptized, but being sure not to withhold baptism from new believers. If you have come to faith in Christ and have never been baptized, I want to invite you into this beautiful, deep, and powerful symbol of our faith. Don't hold yourself back from such an experience of salvation, obedience, and love for and from God. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service, that's right, the announcements. I still say it doesn't look like me. (laughs) Did you know we had a podcast? We have a podcast, folks. We've had a podcast for about uh, five and a half years now. Yeah, if you haven't checked out our podcast, please check it out. I say this every week. If you if you it's a little bit different while listening to the podcast rather than just being here in person or even watching us on YouTube. It's something just different about it. I catch different things every time I listen to it uh, on the podcast. Now, to check out our podcast, you simply go to your favorite browser and type in your path with Bishop mark. Do a search for your path with Bishop mark, or you can go to uh, let's say Alexa, Alexa, play your path. And hopefully she will play your path with Bishop Mark at that point, or you can just go one of these wonderful providers that provides our services for you every week, and that's going to be Anchor by Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Like thank all of those wonderful providers for uh, putting us out there every week. Hey, did you know we had a new podcast? Yeah, okay, it's not so new anymore. I know, it's like the third week I've talked about this. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, folks, go check it out. We've got a new one called Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Um, it's, it's kind of the TikTok of the podcast. It's just very short uh, clips that are life lessons. Um, and I think you'll enjoy it. Go check it out. Uh, simply go to your favorite browser, again, and type in Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Just do a search for Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Or you can go to one of these wonderful providers out there and check out... Uh, our podcast there, and that's going to be Anchor by Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And again, I'd like to thank all of those providers for picking us up so quickly uh, and taking our podcast and putting it out there to you. Check it out, folks. Your uh, Life Lessons and Your Path and Vision Mark. Two different podcasts. Check them out. Okay pray at DallasULC.com very simple folks if you have a request for prayer that's an email address you're going to send it to uh, we pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church you can ask that your prayers be remain anonymous or you can give us your name you can ask that your prayers be said during our daily prayers here at the church or during our Sunday's prayers of, the inters- of intercession pray at DallasULC.com Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. If you have one of those, you're going to need one of these. There's going to be another email address coming up right behind me. Feedback at dallasvulc.com. Pretty simple, folks. Pretty self-explanatory. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Hit that email address. We are a church of all volunteers. So you can make a difference here. Um, none of us take a salary. And not even myself. So we rely on... What we rely on to keep our doors open here are the tithings of our community and for donations from people out there in podcast land and YouTube land. And what I'm asking for you now is if you believe in the message that we're trying to send out here, this message of an all-inclusive, all-loving, all-forgiving God, please consider donating to Dallas Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, It is a tax-deductible donation. Uh, We use the money today for our operating costs. Hopefully, at some point in the future, we'll be able to do more with it as far as uh, doing some outreach work, Um, COVID kind of set us back a little bit. So we're kind of rebuilding again just like everybody else is. And we could use your help. Simply go to dallasulc.com and click on Donate. There's also a button there that says Donate. It says Donate slash Tithe. The tithing is for our members who want to tithe online. If they happen to not be able to be here or if they just want to tithe with their credit card. Or also for people who want to donate. Um, It'll take you to a a secure site there and you can make your donation. Um, Like I said, we really could use your help. So please consider making a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church. Now, I get it all the time. Bishop, I, I... I love the church. I I want to help out, but I don't have any money. I'm broke. I'll join the club. I'm, I'm broke too. You can do what we all do here. And that's volunteer. Like I said, this is a volunteer church. Um, Simply go to uh, DallasRealC.com. Click on the button Volunteer. It will take you to a page that will show you all of our available positions we have for volunteers. If you don't see something you like there, don't stop that from coming in. Don't let that stop you from coming in. Please come in. We always have something to get done here at the church that's not getting done. There's just two, not enough hours in the day for what we need to get done. And there's always something to get done. Uh, simply go to that, that website. Check out see what's on there. If you like it, let us know. Uh, or just come in and sign up with me. It's very simple. Uh, it's a good wait-, wait for new members as well to kind of get integrated and learn uh, what's going on here and kind of get, get a little more comfortable with their fellow congregants. So uh, we could always use more volunteers. That really does seem like a long time doesn't it? How long was that video? Why was that video 20 seconds long? Right, right. It's, it's it's to remind us that we need to wash your hands lathered with soap and water for a minimum of 20 seconds to kill things like the coronavirus, like the common flu, like uh, the common cold and even monkeypox. Um, 20 seconds, a minimum of, about soap and water, just blathering your hands, 20 full seconds, okay? 20 seconds of that, that whole song, then wash them, rinse them off with the water. Do not touch the faucet again. Reach over, get your towel, dry your hands, use the towel to turn off the faucet. You won't touch that dirty, nasty faucet you just touched. Okay? Then use hand sanitizer if you can. Folks, this is the first step in stopping things like this from coming on. Please, wash your hands, wait, continue your social distancing, wear your mask if you're going out and you're gonna be in a crowd or, or at a party or whatever. If you haven't done so, please go get your vaccinations. It doesn't work if we, unless we all do it. Please go get your vaccinations and your boosters. And that's it. First step, wash your hands. Constantly, wash your hands. I mean, it's just... Look, the doorknob over here has been touched by a million people, right? Same with the other doorknob. You go put your hands on that, what do you do? You touch your face, touch your food, you touch your dog, whatever. You don't want to be touching them, touching all those million people, touching all those things too. Wash your hands. It's gross. I mean, it really is. the <laughs> It's gross. The world is gross. I mean, our hands touch everything, you know. And there's a lot out there that we don't need in our mouths and in our faces and in our bodies and in our food. Okay. So I'm not enough enough of that. I'm really getting tired of that song. I'm really tired of playing that slide. But I'm not going to stop doing it until I feel that we're a little more safe. Okay. All right. Moving on. Okay. I guess I didn't put the video in here. But that's okay. That's all right. I'll have a video next week. Um, we'll show it next week for. Uh, Christmas it's kind of a cute video that we do every year uh, Christmas for reals you don't know Christmas uh, represents another milestone for us our church did begin in uh, on uh, may the 31st of 2016 that's when we actually opened the church began that's when our corporation started we did not have our first service until Christmas day or Christmas night of uh, 2016 so it took us that long to get our stuff together and ma- I wanted to make sure it was right and you know of course it was you know rough but that's when we had our first service. So this Christmas uh, represents the anniversary of our sixth or seventh, our seventh, seventh Christmas. So we are seventh Christmas uh, service that we've had. So I mean, that's pretty cool to me. Now Christmas this year does happen to fall on a Sunday, so makes it a little easier for everybody. Uh, Sunday, December twenty fifth, uh, at five thirty p.m. Not at three o'clock. It will not be a regular 3 o'clock service. It will be 5.30 p.m. The reason we do that is so that if anybody has family or friends, they go and visit. Normally, people do that around, you know, either morning or around lunchtime, 2 o'clock. That gives you time to go and visit them or whatever. Or if you want to bring them to church, you're welcome to do that as well. Bring them here uh, at 5.30. At 5.30 p.m. we'll have the service and then we'll have a communion that day, of course. And then the round table afterwards. And And following that will be a small reception that I will host don't expect anything big. I'm, I don't have any money. <laughs> We're gonna have some some soda pop and some chips and some um, maybe some some you know cookies or something. Just something nice for just to you know. Hopefully, y'all have all filled up by then on your Christmas dinner, and you won't you know you won't be too bad. So, all right. So, just to remind you, it's Sunday December twenty fifth, five thirty p.m. service for Christmas Day service. Okay. Guess what? We did it again. We made it through the announcements, and it's time for that dismissal. So let's rise for our dismissal, please.